Hello, beautiful people. We're on episode seven of the Everyday Hustle podcast. I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, the Amber Portis. It's your girl, Ams. Yes, sir. It's your boy, D. Today, we have your favorite barber's favorite barber. Thanks. Top I, barber in the city. I got me some vaping. Oh, he probably yes, the reason why sir. old girl said in your DMs, because he tagged you on the video when he had gave you the fade. Girl. The girl. one, the only, Mr. MJ Clark. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, so first, we always start off asking, first off, how are you mentally, physically? Check in. Okay, check, check in, in check you. in. Uh, mentally, I'm good. Uh, physically, trying to do better. I've been back in the gym, so, you know. Yes, sir. I've been seeing y'all you know, in the gym with the yeah, check-ins. Yeah, 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 I be yeah. so proud of y'all, bro. You know, you know. I love you. <laughs> you know my ass. But yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I can't complain, man. Life is life is straight. I got no complaints. That's good. good. That's good. a blessing. That's a blessing. For That's sure. Good. Uh, so start for the people who don't, who might not know who you are, mm. even though you, they should know. You should know. Tell a little bit about yourself, what you do, the whole nine. Uh, okay, so I do a little bit of everything. Uh, I cut hair. I promote. I got side businesses. Um, and should I should I go like to the back like my my past like my history? Yeah, yeah. yeah. hold on. So I'm from everywhere. Uh, I went to like three high schools. So we went to see the hill together. Yeah, TTHL. DeSoto, Saxy, South Dallas tap in, Rylet, all of that. So yeah, yeah that's, that's how I, I know people from everywhere just because of that, just my upbringing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, that's that's me though. I just I just cut here and go home. I feel that man um, So starting off Cause you know a lot of people know you Starting off from football mm-hmm. So explain like the early life with football When did you first start playing football uh, So I started playing football When I was 6 years old And I played from 6 to I want to say 20 21 when I started playing uh, And so I started off Little League of course Middle school, got to high school, played. Uh, I just say where I graduated from Cedar mm-hmm. Hill, you know, yeah. the goats. Right, right, and right. And then uh, went off to SMU for college. Okay. So yeah, football, football was definitely life for a long time. Still is. I, I still, I still watch a lot of football highlights. Mm-hmm. You know, still be trying to go to games. All of that is just it's part of me, and it's part of the reason. I am who I am is because of that structure that football gave me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, so, as far as fo- the football life, like, um, tell us a little bit about how that how that made you or what, what all came into football, like the people that you were with um, and what position you played, like, um, I'm trying to think about. But, yeah, really just how football and all, like, helped you to where you are today or how that helped impact you at yeah, all? Yeah, for sure. So, basically, like I said, I went to a lot of different high schools, went to college out here too. So, with football, I was able to meet a lot of people. So, it helped me uh, accelerate my career for one um, when it came to cutting athletes. So, like, mm-hmm. when you're a barber getting into the game and a lot of times you're cutting your friends and stuff and – just so happened my friends was athletes, yeah. so it helped right. out a lot. So I'm cutting certain dudes that's in the league now and stuff, and mm-hmm. people looking at it like, man, it, 
his dude, he couldn't such and such. He couldn't such and such. And it's like, yeah, that's just, that's my partner. Yeah. Right, like, right. And also, uh, I would say the structure that football gave me as far as like, football is one of those sports where you can just not, some people are, but for the most part, you're not just going to be great at it at first. So for sure. it's one of the things you got to work towards and you got to put in that work to become good. You might start off as third string, second string. You got to put in that work to become a starter. You got to put in that work to go to college and play. You got to put in that work to, you know, play in general. Yeah. And so it helped me as far as barbering because barbering was the same thing. You don't come in and you just be cold. It takes time and you got to, mm-hmm. you know, really perfect your craft. So I just learned that that hustle and that work, that, that mentality, especially the mentality of like nobody's better than me. Fast. And so yeah. I, I take, I keep that. I keep that mentality like in the barber mm-hmm. game. I don't want nobody to be better than me. So even if it is, I'm going to make sure I'm going to be the best. And I was the same way in football. Like, you know, shit, I'm coming, I'm transferring to Cedar Hill. One state champions. I went to three state champions in uh state championships in a row, one, two. Yeah. So I'm coming into a new school senior year. I'm like, man, I got to. I gotta put in that work. Oh, like, yeah. You can't even put in that work. Yeah, these niggas is cold. These niggas is nice. So I'm like, shit, I gotta come in and really, really grind. Cause, you know, like I said, you, you wanna be the best. And yeah. you at a school that's the best. So you gotta literally yes. be the best to even just get on the field. So, yeah, that, that helped me a lot. Uh, and then, like, just the discipline, too. So, Man. like, you know, in football, it's a, it's a lot, a lot of discipline that comes into it. That getting up early in the morning, you know. Leaving late at night, meetings, practices, all of that. And so doing all of that, now life is just a lot easier because I've already been through the hard stuff. Like, you remember, like, boot camp and stuff. Like, they're trying to literally break you. And so now it's like, there's nothing that can break me. I've already already built that mindset. I can't be be broke. Yeah. So, bro, so how was it like? You know, you went to SMU. Yeah. Shout out to the Mustangs, you know. For sure. Um, but everybody knows it's a, it's a PWI. It's a mm-hmm. private school. Yeah. <laughs> how much of a culture shock was that coming from? You know, you know, African American. You went to that. You know, diverse school. Yeah. So now you're coming to a school where everybody don't look like you. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a huge culture shock. It was a it was a very big culture shock. Um, I wasn't used to being around that many white people at one time. Uh, and not to say that in a bad way, but it's yeah. just, it's not well, from, it's, it's not what we was doing. And so, but I always try to stay me. So I was never one of them dudes where now I'm around all these white folks and I'm finna act like them or do the stuff that they doing. I still keep it. Like I'm coming in, but I was wearing grills like yeah. my whole freshman year. <laughs> I'll be on the sideline at a football game with a 10 piece bottom and top gold grill in and just being doing just me. Being you, yeah. bro. But it's just I, I had to keep that. But it really wasn't that bad just because I was still going to other schools. So, like, I was at UNT yes, all sir. the time. Mm-hmm. I'm at PV all the time. I'm at Commerce all the time. And at the time, I didn't know, like, how that would help me. Mm-hmm. But the people I met through going to those different schools and even at my school at, at SMU, the people I met, I was at, that helped me with my career now. So, I would say being at a PWI, it was, it was definitely a – a culture shock, but it wasn't as bad as people would think. And okay. I was at a PWI in Dallas. Facts. So it's not like I would like when I was committed to Kansas, that probably could have went bad. That, <laughs> that was gonna sure. that's probably yeah. gonna go bad. I'm sure. But being in Dallas, like I don't have to be at SMU so I can just I was in the city. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't as bad as people would, would think. At all, I, I kind of I liked it a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, yeah. It was fun, yeah. man. It was yeah. Fun. yeah, I was able to like 
throw parties and stuff. And that was a cool thing, too. So when I was in college, I was the the dude throwing the functions. Yeah. And so I was on the uh, uh, African Student Association. I was oh, on yeah. the board. Right. Shout out to them, you know. But yeah, so stuff like that, it it helped me, and I always wanted to like help the other uh, black people that was on campus, you know, Mm -hmm. try to have some fun because it really wasn't nothing that we had on campus that was fun. So I was the one doing that, and that led into promoting now. So Mm -hmm. it all tied together good. That's good. For sure, for sure. I know that how that PW uh, that PWI life is because you know I went to Texas State, so yeah, it's one of them things. Like you, you just have to get in, like get in there and just be yourself. Like regardless, you are gonna have fun. Exactly. Regardless, so I mean, you you know, I ain't gonna lie though. See, Texas State was very diverse though, and, and it was. Texas but was you know, a lot of people be trying to say like. Is considered a PWI, but to me, like I honestly felt like it was diverse because I, man, like I met what it's a bunch of Asians, African people, literally everything, everything. I ain't gonna lie, that's another thing though that I really, really liked about SMU because even though like school reason it wasn't just uh, the best for me, but. I was able to see like what rich looked like. Yeah, bro. And I was able to see what I wanted to get to. So like when I was at other schools, you know, it was cool. You see certain cars, it's cool. Mm -hmm. SMU was literally Benzes and Mm -hmm. all types of Maseratis. And and these are like students driving these. And so I always thought to myself, like, coming from Cedar Hill, we're not seeing stuff like that. Coming from DeSoto, it's not stuff that we see Mm -hmm. like that. So when I got there, it's like, man, it's this is money. Like this is where real money looks like. Nah, yeah. This is this is old money. Facts. Your kids drive the Benz. This, exactly. <laughs> Your kids are driving the Benz. Like that hoe is paid for. Yeah. So I was oh. able to see that, and it kind of like I'm like, man, even if I don't make it to the NFL or something, like, I gotta try to at least get to a little bit of this money. Like, right. I, I know it's out here. Yeah. I just gotta get yeah. to it. You just gotta find find your avenue exactly. in this hoe, bro. Find a way. Facts. Um. So as far as like um. The like the barber lifestyle. When when did you first start? Like, what was your first haircut? Like, <laughs> talk about like the first like what's the beginning? The beginning. I ain't got a lot to you. I remember my like my legit first haircut. So let me take you back. Yeah. So back in the day, I, I had an uncle that was uh I don't even know if it's considered paralyzed, but like he had got shot in the head mm-hmm. way way back in like the eighties, mm-hmm. and so. I would come over to my grandma's house. He was staying in my grandma's house, and my uncle had some clippers, my other uncle, mm-hmm. and I would cut that uncle's hair. Okay. So I kind of got a little practice there, but my dad was also a barber and owned a barbershop when I was younger, so I was always in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Never wanted to cut hair, though. When I got to SMU, I thought that we were getting paid freshman year. Stipend checks. Stipends, yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't get paid as freshmen, though, so if you lived on campus, you didn't get a check. In my mind, I had already had stuff bought. So I'm coming on campus, like, knowing what I'm finna buy. And then I'm realizing, damn, we don't get no chick. Yeah. So now I'm like, I got to try to find a way to make some money. So mm-hmm. I, I kid you not, one night I went and bought some clippers. I went, I uh, took my homegirl car, went to Jenny's. Uh, hey. I went to Duncanville. Hey. Went and bought, like, hey. three pairs of clippers. I came back to the school, and I'm asking my partners, like, hey, like, my teammates, uh, like, can I cut your hair? And they're like, bro, we ain't never seen you cut her. I'm like, bro, I swear to God, I didn't cut her before I'm fading and stuff. I have no pictures to show for it. Uh, that, back then, Trust, like, we weren't bro. really taking Damn. pictures in there. So yeah. my partner, Ken, let me cut his hair. Shout out Big Ken. And my partner, uh, Pat, they let me cut their hair. Those were my first two cuts in college. 
And then after that, it just went crazy. Like I was really blessed because at SMU, it was a group of it was a it was a small population of black people, mm-hmm. but it wasn't no barbers. And so, Man. and it wasn't no barbershops around either. So I'm my, I'm Holland in the middle Park. of Highland Park. Yeah, it ain't nowhere you can get your hair cut for black people. So I literally had like this is part of the reason why I had to drop out of school because I was just cutting all the time. I didn't do no yeah, work. Full time, yeah, full time cutting. Like I used to be at practice on the sideline, and the coach would be like, "Hey, you got time tonight for a haircut?" <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I got homework. He like, man, forget that. Like, you good, bro? Hey. <laughs> like, yeah, so, Listen, coach trying to tell you, look, man, that, man. It, 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 it blew up from there. I had people like that didn't even go to SMU that was coming up to SMU to get haircuts, and I'm in a dorm. And shout out to my coach, Coach True, was my strength and conditioning coach uh, in college. He bought me my first chair. He didn't buy it, but. So NCAA rules, coaches can like give players mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So I bought the chair from him for like fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. and I just so, had to go pick it up. But this was like a big. This is like a six hundred dollar chair. It's a barber right. chair. It's like, a real yeah. barber chair. So yeah. I have a little bitty dorm room with a big ass barber chair in the middle. <laughs> so you got your bed, the chair, and I have Thanks. carpet. <laughs> so it's yeah. hair stuck Thank in the floors. Like, like man, man my uh, RAs used to be so mad because I got random people coming in and. Mind yeah. you, we from Cedar Hill. Yeah, I got Cedar Hill folks coming up to SMU. Yeah, bro, bro. like Kyrie yep. coming up there sagging, <laughs> grilling, walking through the dorm. So they looking Man. like, bro, what is going on? Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm in here cutting. Hey. Yeah, we was lit. Shit, we in there, you know, having a blast. Right. Yeah, that's that's how it started. We was going crazy. Hey, you got to find some way to get your money, exactly. man. Especially being a freshman in college. And niggas was charging like, I think I was charging like $10 back then to cut. Mm-hmm. But you got to think, though. Yeah. $10, I'm cutting like maybe like seven, eight heads a day. Yeah. Hey. Right? Like eight days, bro. I'm, I'm 18. I'm it's 18, really, so really I'm coming nice. in. I'm, I'm making way you more making money than anybody else yeah. on campus. <laughs> and sophomore year, we start getting paid. So I'm making like Both a thousand ends. from the chicks plus haircut money, man. I was living good. Yeah, facts, <laughs> you was facts. living a good I'm life, bro. Good. Facts. Um. So as far as from so from the college life, um, when you left SMU and you transitioned to uh, what was it? Did, was that when you went straight into uh twenty one or two eleven? Uh, nah. So what happened? I had got kicked out of SMU. Mm-hmm. Not really kicked out, but I had got taken off scholarship because I had got caught for uh, plagiarism on the paper. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I yeah, said I wasn't doing no work. You were trying. So what happened, I, we was getting stipend chicks that was like $1,800 a month. So that's how I was paying my rent. Mm-hmm. At the time, I had an apartment. My rent was like $1,500 a month. Mm-hmm. And so I was cool just because I had that chick. When I stopped getting that stipend, now I really like, I have to go hard. Like I yeah. have to really promote this because I don't... I don't have a degree, mm-hmm. and I really didn't have too many other, like, skills, mm-hmm. so to say, as mm-hmm. far as, like, trying to make money. I did a couple jobs. Like, I worked, like, a summer camp, and I worked at, uh, like, a Walmart night shift, and I just, I knew that one for me. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that, that transition was more so, like, I had to just find a way to make some money as far as I, I had rent to pay. Yeah. And so, I'm like, shit. Why didn't you? You got, yeah. you got some bills to pay. I don't, I'm not in school no more. And the funny thing... So my mom was trying to get me to go back to school, and so I, I signed up for community college, and uh, I never signed in like not once. 
And so she ended up finding out like a couple months later. Hell yeah. Because she, she asked me about my grades and I just went ahead and told her like, yeah, I don't, I'm not in school right now. And so that, that would kind of mess up in the brain. But I told her, I'm like, I'm finna, I'm finna just Be take this haircut so yeah. serious. And you know, black parents sometimes when it comes to stuff like that, like trying to use your creative side, yeah, it gets a little iffy. It's, it's the same thing with like artists or something to where they're so like, go get secure money. Go get a job where you can make, yep. you're, you're good, you're set. Mm-hmm. I'm more so like, yeah, that's cool, but I still want to be able to do what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and I always just had that mindset, so I just took that and ran with it. Mm-hmm. I feel that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, As far as like, because that's why I be trying to tell my, my folks now, they're, like you said, parents nowadays, they're real strict on like, you know, trying to make the, the secure money. But mm-hmm. um, as far as like with me now, I just recently got a new job. But like, again, again, it's it's what I want to do. But it's, it's just tough because I was stuck doing something for two years that I did not want to do. It don't that, feel good. Like yeah. mentally, bro, that shit be a toll. So like as far as mental, like how did that make like make you feel like trying to make that? That transition of like, hey, I'm trying to make my mama happy, but at the same time, like, I want to do what I want to do. Um, I would say like that whole transition period was mentally draining on me, only because, um, I SMU is such a prestigious school, and so you tell people you went to SMU and you was playing football, and then you tell them now I cut hair. It's kind of like a. They look at you crazy. They looking mm-hmm. at you like, yeah, you fucked up your life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I that's yeah. what I was getting. Family members and everything, and so I made it a point. Like, like I said, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna be the best at it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna be somebody just doing something, and so I made it a point. Like I'm gonna try to be the biggest because mm-hmm. I want to prove to people, like, yeah, I did all that, but at the same time, I'm here now. So mm-hmm. it was really, it was hard at, at that time, just because I felt like I had let a lot of people down. So like. Even, like, trainers and stuff from high school, like, people that were training me in college, like, I got kicked out on plagiarism. So, they looking at it like, bro, you up at SMU, you get kicked out for cheating. Like, you didn't, all you had to do was get a degree and you were sick. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, bro, it's not that easy how y'all Fact. talking. It's not. Like, it's, not, not, it's, not, not it's not that easy. And so, but I'm a firm believer that, like, everything in life happens for a reason. Facts. And so, with that, like I said, the transition period was 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 tough uh was tough mentally but i just always knew where i could take it and so mm-hmm. it would be kind of hard telling people about the barber game like most people when you think of a barber you thinking like a little side job you know especially back in the day it's yeah, not something that's just making no money show. like yeah. most barbers were selling drugs on the side barbering part-time type shit so mm-hmm. when i'm telling people like hey, i'm gonna take this barber so serious they don't follow the same barbers that i follow on instagram so right. they don't know yep. How much money is in it? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing if you're an artist. It's the same thing if you any type of business where you're doing it on your own. If people are not in that business, they don't know the potential that that business can have. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking at it like, damn, you dropped out of college and what you finna do now? You finna cut hair for what? You know, yeah. twenty dollars a head. And I'm trying to explain to them like, nah, like I, I really got a plan with this. Yeah, like, I, I know where I could take it. Yeah, and it just. I mean, in life, you gotta you gotta show people. People not gonna really, Facts. people not gonna hear you. You gotta you gotta show them what you could do. And you gotta Facts. be a, you gotta be your own supporter. You gotta be true your to yourself. Own number one supporter, man. Yeah. It was times where I was thinking like, man, this ain't for me. Like, it would be times where rent would come around and mm-hmm. I ain't made that much money. You know me, shit. I'm posting. 
Mm-hmm. Who needs a cut? Right I don't. Now, I don't care yeah. what time it is. <laughs> I will, I will cut you at twelve o'clock at night, mm-hmm. one o'clock in the morning. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. I got to get this bread. Now that's the hustle, though. Exactly. That's, yeah. You really exactly. get that bag and do what you got to do because you got real life responsibilities. Exactly. You got you got shit you got to take care of, and I got I got the type of parents that they'll help me. If I if I fall in all the way, true. But mm-hmm. they're gonna let me fall a little bit. True. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna true. let because yeah. I honestly feel like though that's that's how you that's how you make a person. That is. Mm-hmm. That's how like the the world is the world is tough on people. So if you constantly just you know bringing somebody back up, it's not really helping them. You gotta you know no, right. let go. let's see what they made of. And mm-hmm. I, I I appreciate my uh my parents for doing it. They really they let me see what I was made of. And so even I mean I can always call on them for a little money or something if I really needed it, but. They let me, you know, get Struggle out here and actually bit, go get it. You know, yeah. Yeah. They want to see what I can do. Mm-hmm. I, I fuck nah. with it. Yeah. No, nah, that's live, bro. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they, at the end of the day, bro, you you, you got to be grown. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Especially you, we're men. Like, it's nothing that's going to be handy yo. to us. And so, Ooh. like, I have a son now. So, I understand, like, I, I, I'm able to provide him with things. But at the same time, I have to show him how to get that stuff, too. You know, you know how to work. Exactly. You got to actually come out here and go get that shit. Yup, yup, yup. How is it, bro? You know, being a barber, and then like I, with you, because you're so you're so bulk on social media. Mm-hmm. So it was the perfect time because you start noticing, okay, these haircut prices starting to go up. Yeah, and it wasn't even just you in general. Like yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember paying ten, twenty dollars for a cut. Now I'm paying like forty, and you know, you got your prices and everything. Mm-hmm. Like barber ain't no little five dollar, ten dollar cut no more. You was a kid. So, but how was it like? Uh, ex- Raising your prices at that same time, the skill set is mm. matching it. So it's like, you know, business going good. Mm-hmm. So, like, how was that, bro? Just being vocal about it, having people uh, understand the transition of where barbering is going, where uh, like, haircuts are going now. So, one thing I try to do is I, I try to make people understand that it's a, it's a true uh, skill set, it's a true art. And so, one thing with that, if I'm raising prices, I have to be. Uh, raising my art i had to i had to become better and yeah. so i was never one of those that okay i'm gonna just keep staying the same and try to raise prices it's not gonna go good mm-hmm. but in order for me to make people understand the price change i had to show them the work that come with it and so that's why if i'm posting other people's haircuts or something like that i'm i'm trying to show that it's a true skill Different. set you mm-hmm. have to have I, w- I want you to see the difference between your 20 dollars haircut and this person's hundred dollar haircut and so I'm I'm throwing that out there. I'm making people see it. I'm making people, you know, just respect the art a lot more. And for me, um, as far as raising prices, I've never had a problem with it just because I'm a true student of the game. Like, like I said, in football, it, it trained me for a lot of stuff. In football, if you don't train your mind, if you don't watch film, you're not going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in barbering. Like, I watch haircut videos 24-7. Mm-hmm. Like, I follow... Probably have my followers on Instagram, my other barbers, mm-hmm. and I just want to see how they do it. I want to see maybe a little different trick. Like, I'll fly to Atlanta to take a class or something, just trying to get better. And I think people respect that. That's why they don't have a problem paying that price. And with that, I study marketing, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when I was at SMU, I was a business major before uh, I had to switch majors because I didn't have a GPA for that. But I understood marketing, and right. I understood... It's different ways of marketing. And with social media, I already had the social media following from football. And so I took that and I'm like, okay, well, how can I use this to my advantage? Well, if I have athletes that I was cutting Mm -hmm. and these athletes are paying $100 for this cut 
And now somebody, oh, uh, Jerry Judy went to him. Oh, Trayvon Diggs went to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, such and such went to him. Oh, they're paying a hundred. I want to pay that too, just right. so I can say I right. went to him. Right. And I use that to my advantage. Yep. I use promotion to my advantage too. So like I'm doing, I do club promoting. I use that to my advantage because now if you're going out, you want to be seen it. by the girls. Yep. You and and I, I hate to say it like this, but like we know niggas like to flex. Yeah. Got to, bro. Got to. We don't women. have a lot of ways we can flex besides like jewelry and clothes, but yep. one way you can flex is people knowing, hey, I pay a hundred for this haircut. Yep. Yep. And so yes, I know That's like I, I go through it now. It's times where I get done with a haircut and I don't take a video. And the nigga be like, damn, bro, no video. <laughs> bro, <I laughs> like, and you really wanted me to post you, huh? <laughs> or I'll, I'll post them and they'll be like, damn, no tag. And then I started seeing different stuff. So like marketing wise, I'm started seeing like different strategies. Like, damn, okay, I'm posting somebody, but I didn't tag them. And all the girls like, damn, tag your clients. Mm-hmm. Well, now <laughs> that helps me because they reposting the videos, yep. they reposting the stuff. And so whatever the girls like, the dudes are gonna go, they're gonna follow that automatically. Yep. It's the same thing with the club. Bro. No dude is gonna wanna come to the club that is nothing but dudes there. Yeah. But if it's a lot of women there. Now you want to go. And so I, I use that in the haircut business too. Like, man, if, if the girls love it, the, the dude's going to eat it alive. Yeah. You're going to, there it, bro. Before me, I promise you, it was nobody taking a haircut video at their haircut, flexing $100 bills. Bro. No, you niggas be in nah. your in your niggas shit, bro. Niggas be in my church <laughs> showing <laughs> all they racks, yep. chains on, chains, everything. But it's a, to me, it's all marketing. Yeah. Yep. Do it. I'm gonna record. I'm gonna make you feel good because this was going to make you come back. If you know, I can get out this chair, and even though I paid hundred for this haircut, I'm gonna get twenty new followers. Yes, yep. and they finna be bad. <laughs> like who's not gonna want to do that? Yeah. It's all it's all a, it's all a strategy, but that just comes from. Trying out different things and studying. So, like, that came from when I was in college and posting my haircuts. It would be a lot of women reposting my haircuts. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm not thinking nothing about it at the time. But then I started to realize, like, damn, like, the dudes follow whatever they like. Yep. And I'm like, yep. I'm going to take this and run with it. Uh-huh. Like, you, you want these girls to know how much money you got in your pocket? Come on and flex it. Right, For yeah. sure. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use it every time. For sure. Um, as far as, um, like, as far as the haircut goes, um, or tips for clients or anything like that, like, what would you have as far as, like, tips for clients and then as far as, like, do and don'ts for them as well? Like, oh, I got a good one. One second. Don't. One second, one second, one second. Wait, it's been 30 minutes? Yeah, that fast, my boy. Am I lit or what? Nah, Loki, he had already started before we okay. had oh, first record. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Just run the same question again. Okay, but damn, what did I ask? Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Um, so, as far as like tips that you have for like clients and like do's and don'ts, like what tips do you have for them? Um, don't put grease in your hair before you come to the barbershop. Because my clippers or any barber's clippers cannot get through that. Um, for two, I need y'all to understand that, and I've run through this problem a lot, and it's going to sound bad because I, I, I cut hair. But if I'm a perfectionist and I'm trying to perfect a cut, I'm most likely going to be running behind a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to have a little weight. Like, we're not 
We used to waiting at the barbershop back yeah, in the day before it was appointments. Mm-hmm. I be having dudes mad at me because they got to wait 10 minutes. You got a 5 o'clock appointment. I'm finishing up on the head at 510. I'm like, bro, I'm going to get back to you in just a second. And you mad at me. I'm like, you would want me to put that same time into your haircut. Right. And I wish they would understand that every haircut that I do or every haircut any barber does, that is a walking billboard. And yeah. so anything, Thanks. anytime I'm doing a cut, I'm never going to ever rush it or BS it or, you know, try to get them at the chair real fast. I really mm-hmm. want this to look perfect because I need when you go out to somebody to ask who you get your haircut by. Right. Yeah. And so just understand that 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 timing, you got to put a little time into it and it might take a little bit over time. And for dudes, I would say wash your hair before you come get a haircut. Right. You want to make sure you got a clean scalp. And another don't. Don't go to the gym right before you come get your hair cut. So you got to wash your hair right. So don't not even that. Is it because of the pores? Pores? Nah, no. not even that. A lot of dudes going to be showering before what? they come to the shop. What? And so you get in my chair, and it's like, it's a bad, bad odor, and it sticks to the chair. So now when my next client get in the yes. chair... I, I can wipe the chair down and everything. It's still going to have there. a yeah. stench. For that order? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a bad experience, especially if you're paying a certain price for a haircut. You don't want to come in and get in the chair and you sit down and stink. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a line of sweat on the chair from your booty. Ooh. No, I don't like that. Last time. Mm-mm. But no, I feel that. Um, so, like, as far as, like, any any issues that you may come across when it comes to like clients or anyone that that you may cut hair with like what issues do you have or any troubles that you might have come across when it comes to clients to be honest i'm not even gonna lie to you i don't run into many problems like that uh i have a really good relationship with pretty much all of my clients Mm -hmm. all of my clients rebook like as soon as they get out the chair so i don't really I used to, but now I don't really get just a lot of new clients just because a lot of my clients are they, they're coming in. So I really can say I don't I don't have that many issues with them at all. Like we sit and we just talk like it, it, it's never I can't think of a time I've had just a problem other than uh, the obvious when they come in and. Oh, bro, I gotta connect my uh my new car to my cash app, but I got you when I get home. Like, nah, mm-hmm. I need my money when as soon as you get out this chair. Yeah, yeah. thanks, bro. That or the oh, bro, let me run to the ATM and get some cash real quick. Like, I know I know you, but, but. I don't know you well enough to don't to know that you yeah. won't steal from me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Facts, facts, facts. So yeah, them the that's probably the only thing though. But I don't really be having no uh no complaints about my clients. My clients really cool. Like I, I really, I fuck with all my clients. Yeah, I can tell you have like a really good relationship with your clients, and I feel like um, as far as that goes, because I know I, with me, I used to do locks. So for me, it was all about building that relationship with mm-hmm. them and feel, making them feel comfortable. Um, I feel like that definitely goes a long way. Like. Like uh, I saw this one post on Instagram, like your client come becomes your friend more before your friend. Before your friend. Your friend. Yep. No, that's true, yeah. bro. That shit is true. Like true. you, because you start to get to know that person, and when that person sits down in that chair, even for like twenty minutes or however long it takes you for a cut, like you fool around and know their whole life story. Literally. When they get up at that chair, bro, and it's yep. just it's just that bond that you build with them, man. And see, that's where a lot of barbers mess up at, and it's a little tip for barbers because. Um, a lot of barbers be so focused on making the haircut look better or, you know, doing certain things. Your main priority should be 
building a relationship with your clients because if yep. you build a relationship with your clients, you're able to go up on prices more than you can ever imagine and your clients will still come to you. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. If I go up, if I'm charging 80 and I go up to 100, mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, my clients are still going to stay with me just because we had that relationship. Mm-hmm. I know I know about their whole life. I know what their girlfriend did to them last week. Mm-hmm. I know how their kid was acting in school. They're yep. talking to me about everything. So who wants to go to another person Right, just off of ten to twenty dollar, uh, ten twenty dollar difference. Facts. Nine times out of ten, you're you're going to stay just based off that. You we already we that's that's yep. that's a friend now. That's somebody you can yeah. confide in, somebody you can talk to, mm-hmm. somebody that's going to sit there and listen. Because you know, like I know, if you did her, you're you're almost a therapist. Yeah, in any business like this, you're you're going to sit there and listen. Like I I've had times where I'm like, man, like this nigga life is bad. Yeah, for <laughs> like it's hey, time to come talk to me. Yeah. That's it makes you feel do. good. Exactly, and yeah. so he's able to. He don't care about paying a hundred dollars because it's like shit. I I got a therapy session, a haircut, and I'm look good. Thanks. Hey, it's all good. Hey, I feel that. Um, so as far as like when it came to like the when you started noticing yourself like cutting celebrities and um as far as like nfl clients how did how or what tips do you have for those barbers who are looking like to start cutting celebrity and nfl clients and like how do you get those clients so i got this is a good tip um as far as trying to cut nfl players and stuff like that for one that shouldn't be the goal only because them dudes be cheap. So they feel they have money already and they feel like they're doing you a favor by letting you cut them. So I, I automatically I try to stick with actual regular clientele. But mm-hmm. if you if that's what you want to do and it does help build your brand because people see that and they want to come to you based off that. But if that's what you want to do, a lot of barbers mess up by trying to go for the big dogs. Why are you DMing Dak Prescott trying to cut his hair? Yeah. You need to be DMing the agents. Mm-hmm. You need to be DMing the practice squad players. You need to be DMing the third string, second string players. These are the people that's going to actually see your DM, right? When you do that, those players talk to the starters, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so you might you might can't get in touch with CD Lamb. You might can't get in touch with Zeke, but you can get in touch with a second string player mm-hmm. or their agent or a third string player. So now you automatically have that, that connection just based off that. So I feel like that's what helped me a lot because when I was uh first started cutting, I had got, um, uh, I got this dude, I cut Sarkandrick West mm-hmm. that was playing for the Kansas city chiefs, but he was a, a practice squad, I think at the time. And he locked me in with a couple other players and then I had cut Quincy Adeboyjo. Mm-hmm. He locked me in with a couple of Baltimore Ravens players. Now, none of these players were starters, but I was able to connect with other players just based off of that. It's the same thing with NBA players. It's some people in the G League. It's some people that's in college. It's some people, and, and I, want, I want them to think about this too. You start cutting college athletes. These are people that are going to eventually be pro, yep. right? So just because they're in college now, I don't think you're too big to cut them. When these are the people that's that's gonna put bread in your pocket in the future. These are the people that know NBA players. These are the people that know other NFL players and baseball players and stuff like that. So you kind of want to, you know, stick with that. And then that I think that'll help out a a, a whole lot because I, I hear a lot of people talking about, damn, bro, I can't get these NFL players. They're not DMing back. And truth be matter, I mean, they're not going to DM you back. They have a thousand DMs. Right, right. They're not going to see your your DM like ever. Mm-hmm. So. 
yeah, that, that's my best advice. For sure, for sure. So, I feel that. So what's it like, bro, when, like, because you work a lot. You yeah. You keep it above promotions, cutting hair, um, even doing uh, class. I've seen you do, like, one-on-one classes mm-hmm. and that, that as well. How is it bouncing all that and still taking care of MJ, taking care of yourself, you know? Like, what's, what's the day in life for you? What's your... What's your de- what you do to decompress, all those kinds of things? Um I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it don't it don't it don't feel like a lot. Like it's just as I feel like as a man, it's stuff that you just you just do. Mm-hmm. So it comes naturally. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I work, but it's all my work is tied in together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I can literally be at the shop cutting and promoting at the same time. Because when you come get a haircut on a Friday, you want to know what's the Friday night play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, do your Fridays. Mm-hmm. You come get a haircut on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. What you got going this weekend? We at Rockwood. Yep. We at yeah. Amore Lounge. Yeah. And so yeah, I was running I, I've awesome. had multiple times where I'm cutting a dude here and I'm selling him a section. Man. I done made two fifty just off that. And yeah. so it, it works. It's, I've, I've uh, just created a, a, a game plan to where it works out good to where I'm able to do both at the same time. And I mean, promoting, not just that big of a job. Like I let Dave and Santana and them do that. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's their job. That's what they do in cozy. They're the main, this cozy hospitality. That's, that's them. Mm-hmm. But I'm more so like, I'm on a backside of it. Like yeah. I, I, I quietly promote. And then of course, posting stuff on Instagram and stuff. That's right. not just that much of a problem. But as far as finding balance and stuff, I just think, uh, I I don't know like it's nothing it's just that that stressful okay. to have to do that now I will say like having a son now I gotta kind of you know make everything align right to where my timing is good and stuff but mm-hmm. I think I'm doing a pretty decent job at that and then I I try not to ever like just stress myself out like I'm not gonna lie that's one thing I'm bad at though my clients know if I'm too tired or I'm stressed out, like, I'll let you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I need That's to good. reschedule. Like, I can't mentally go in a day. Or, like, I had a very long night. Mm-hmm. I might have got too fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be about 30 minutes late. But mm-hmm. they, with that relationship, right. they know. They know. You seen my Instagram they stories. You, you know man. what I was yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you was with me. I'm buying you shots. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't, yeah, it don't, it don't be that bad, bro. Like, it's, it's actually, it's cool for right now. I know in the future, I plan on trying to like travel a lot more with the barber shit, so it's, mm-hmm. it might get a little bit more hectic. But right now, it's not that bad. Okay. Yeah. What What are some uh, next steps you want to take with barber? You see, I know you said you're doing classes. You say you want to travel. Mm-hmm. So like, what's the what's the game plan? What do you What are you planning to do? Man, so really, like, I just want to be a better marketer. So like, I I really really see like it's barbers and then it's barber influencers. I want to be a barber influencer. So I want to be in a position to where I know, like, when I was younger, like I said, I didn't want to be a barber just because I saw, like, oh, they're not really making no money or they're not really doing this. I want to be in a position to where a little kid can look up to me and be like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Like, I want to be a barber. Like, this nigga's fly. Yeah. This nigga got money. He got a beautiful woman. He's doing all this and that, you know, and he's, he's a barber. And so it, it makes it a, a cool job. Mm-hmm. Building that brand. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're actually, you're not just a, a haircutter. You're an actual brand. Like mm-hmm. people come to you for classes and bro, it's dudes, it's dudes that literally, it's barbers out here that get paid like $10,000 to be on set for two days. It's barbers oh, out here wow. that get paid to go on tour 
with with different uh celebrities and stuff is barbers out here that get paid to come do classes and they might get paid five thousand dollars a class and they in 10 different cities man wow so it's, it's so much money and notoriety in it but it's just it's not a lot of uh it's not a lot of a lot of black barbers is doing stuff like that so i want to be one of the big black barbers is doing stuff like that and i want to be one of those barbers that can still be true to themselves and be original with the shit. So like, like I for I like tattoos. Like yeah. I'm gonna yeah. got my I got my face tatted. Like yeah, I got both sides of my forehead tatted. Facts. I got my head <laughs> and my neck tatted. Yeah. I just want to show people like, bro, like you can literally do what you want to do and still yep still mm-hmm. make money, still be good. Yeah. Like I'm sure a lot of people will see that and be like, this nigga got his forehead tatted. Like, what is going on? Yep. I'm still, still, still here. Like, I'm still good. Thanks. So it's one of the things, like, you just, just want to be original. And I think that helps younger kids. Yeah. Because I know, like, me growing up, I'm seeing certain dudes. I'm like, that's what I want to be like. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them dudes I'm noticing now wouldn't just original. They yeah. weren't, they weren't truly being themselves. Yeah. And when you actually get to know these people, you realize that. And so I want to be able to show them, like, yeah, like, you can... You can do this and really, really, really be what you want to be. Do what you want to do. You want to go be a a painter and you want to be the flyest, coolest painter out here. Do that shit. You do that. Yep. Yeah. That's that's my that's my main goal. Like just just doing that honestly, and everything else come with it. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So as far as like anyone who's like influenced you or like uh, mentors or anything that have helped you in the barber industry, like who would you say that you would look up to for? For the for Bob This for is Bob gonna sound weird because he's younger than me, but my partner Solomon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is probably one of the uh I would like this is he was at my baby shower. Like this is a true brother. Mm-hmm. Like I would say his um his discipline, he studies the game just like I do. We both we talk uh, often about the barber game and what we can do in this game. Mm-hmm. And I always say like I just want to be disciplined like him. Like he's 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 very very like I'm doing this, I'm doing mm-hmm. this, and I'm gonna be cold at it, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna work my way today, and I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna take the steps. Me, I be you know falling off sometimes, and mm-hmm. I get back, and I be good. But he just sticks with it. So yeah, he he really inspires me. And I will tell this little story. Um, I was getting cut at his dorms when he was at UNT. His uh, it was his freshman year, mm-hmm. and this is before I was even. Like taking barbering seriously, and so I asked him, I'm like, "Hey, bro, like, how much you made this week?" Mm-hmm. He was like, "Man, I made like a thousand dollars this week." I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, nigga made a thousand dollars from cutting hair at a at, in college at school, cool. bro. And so I'm hearing it, and I'm like, "Man, Got like, you. it's some money in it's this some shit, money in yeah. <laughs> bro." And the crazy part about it is the conversation rolled back around this past year. And I ain't gonna say the numbers, but yeah. we was both talking about how much yeah. he was making. It was about that thousand. Man, like, <laughs> that's for the day now. Exactly, <laughs> bro. Man, that'd be it'd be it'd be life changing because you just be like, you look back, you like, damn, that's where I came exactly. from. And now I'm in this hole like this, exactly. making damn, I'm really I'm really with the shit. But it, it's just about like sticking with the process because a lot of people yep. be giving up on what they're doing if it's not making that money that they want right then and there. Or, you know, if, if people talking down on them because it's a certain job that they don't think that person should do. And so that's why I say he was very inspiring just because, you know, we was both young and both in the same game. Right. So it's yes. like this is somebody that's doing exactly what I'm doing and he's great at it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, shit, this nigga, he, he on a whole different 
marketing wise, video wise, like I just be paying attention to the stuff he doing. It's it's some other barbers too, like my uh my cousin Quaylen, his uh his Instagram like Hairlines Matter. Mm-hmm. I looked up to him a lot. As one of the dudes, I asked him how much he was making too, and I was shocked. And he's a true celebrity barber. Like mm-hmm. me and Solomon back then wasn't cutting celebrities. Quaylen was Quaylen and his other barber named Ricky. Those were like the the two true celebrity barbers of Dallas. Like if any celebrity came in town, they knew they were going to them. And Ricky, Ricky was the one who told me to basically tie in the promotion game with the barber game. And the reason he said it, he like, bro, you got to think about it. When people go out, you need a haircut. And I said, yeah, that makes sense. He said, now think about this. If people going out often, they always need haircuts. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, like, you got a point because now this is not just a client that I'm getting every other week. This is somebody, like, for instance, I cut Rich Guy's hair. Mm-hmm. Rich Guy is, you know, is a is a true influencer, like, mm-hmm. the biggest, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He gets a haircut three times a week Boy. at $100 a piece. This is one person. And so it's like shit like that. If I wouldn't have learned that from Ricky and, and tying into that game and stuff, like I wouldn't have known to even try to do that. But just learning different stuff from, from them people. But yeah, them the them the main barbers I, I really I really, really fuck with in the game. It's a lot of others, but those are the main ones that I can honestly say like and taught me a lot. For sure, for sure. Um as far so recently you became a father. So um really just wanna start off like how did how did Kaysen like change your life as far as like in all different aspects? Yeah, so uh I would say the main the main way, um I think I was a wild dude, like I it's known, I like to party. Yeah. But he really made me sit back and think like, okay, what can I leave for him like what when somebody asks him about his daddy, what is he going to be able to say? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that—that's big to me. Yeah, that's big to me because it's one of the things where if your kid, you know, can't really say too much about you, then you really ain't doing too much. Yeah. But if yo, if, if he, man, my daddy's literally the best barber. Like my daddy cut all your favorite people. Like Fact. shit like that. Fact. If, if they talking about celebrities, and, oh yeah, my my daddy knows him. Like my daddy be with him. Yeah. You know, yeah. shit like that. Mm-hmm. They talking about some parties. Oh, my daddy, they did that back way back in the day before I was born. Type yep. shit. Yeah. Look. Stuff like that that excites me because you you leave a you leave a legacy with your last name. Mm-hmm. And so even if Kaysen don't want to do certain stuff that I, I would want him to do when he got older, it's always a, I'm going to be able to put him in a position where he can do anything he wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, well, you know, where, where we from, it's kind of like, a, you know, you, you, you try to you do sports and you try to get real good at sports. Yeah. You try to go to college and you, it's, a, it's a game plan. Mm-hmm. Well, now, you know, I think the creative side is is more open. And so I want to show him, like, hey, you can literally do what you want. Like, mm-hmm. I've already mm-hmm. set the set the plan. You just got to follow through with it now. Yeah. You, you able to go into whatever avenue you want to. Like, I'm able to provide that type of stuff. And so that's a, a huge, huge thing for me. So, yeah, he he changed my mindset on, on life in general. Like, it makes you just want to be a better person, be a better man, because you have somebody who's going to literally be looking up to you. And I, I look at the way I look up to my dad and the stuff that he was doing. Like, my dad is a true businessman. Like, I don't even think I've seen. I, I, my dad's probably had a job one time since I've been born. Yeah. But my dad is a true, true entrepreneur. He's not afraid to jump into a business and, mm-hmm. and just try it. And if he fails, shit, he fail. If he don't, he do good. 
but he one of them dudes. He gonna keep trying, and so I'm I'm the same exact way, and I want my son to be the same exact way. Bro, I love I love how you said like with your father, bro. You see him like trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. he's scared to get business. Mm-hmm. Can not every business successful? Exactly. So you gotta fuck up a little bit exactly. to learn and get into next thing. Mm-hmm. And see, I learned from his mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. see, my my dad had me young too, so my dad was like. 16th and to be 17 when he had me mm-hmm. and so i was able to see him grow mm-hmm. right i'm able to see when you 21 when you 22 and you really having real fuck-ups then real like you just young-minded and young-minded dude yeah. i was already four or five years old when he was that age mm-hmm. so i'm so able i remember stuff yeah and so now i learned from him and I'm trying to do better, and then hopefully Casey can learn from me so he can do better now of course we all gonna make mistakes but mm-hmm. it's all about it's a it's a learning process. You want to be able to be somebody somebody can learn from at the end of the day, and I'm I'm gonna try to be that. Mm-hmm. And That's I think beautiful. yeah, another thing like with being a parent too, I feel like now you it's not only about you. You have to think mm-hmm. about like bro, like I have a kid now, like I can't just be out here. Exactly. You know, just, if I do this, what could happen? Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm out this late and I'm and I'm I'm doing such and such mm-hmm. and doing this and doing that. What's the possibilities that could happen? Yep. If I'm out here racing and shit, like racing my car or something, what what could happen? Right. Any is any like you you think about every little thing that could happen, and I even like like when he come over and he and he he'll sleep in the bed with me. Like I don't know what it, I get in such a dad mode. Mm-hmm. Like any noise he makes, I'm up, I'm rolling around. Like yeah, what's what's good. going on? You good? good? Like yep. But it's just makes you conscious I, about everything. Exactly, yep. it make you more alert. Like yeah. I, I love it to be honest with you. And you know, you don't never know. Well, if you're married, you know. But if you're not, you don't know when you're gonna have a kid. Yeah. And so, especially as a dad, because as a mother, you kind of get the months to kind of start. You know. Get that nurturing spirit and mm-hmm. all it is. As a dad, you literally wake up one day and you're, you're a dad. Yeah, you have you have somebody that's yep. that's looking. That, <laughs> hey, you got to do something for them now. Yeah, okay. things to eat chicken nuggets. Exactly. So, <laughs> chicken nuggets. Hey, bro, literally. can't go wrong with them kids. Chicken Thanks. nuggets, man. Um. So as far as like the cozy, like the cozy aspect or the cozy side, like what relationships have you built when it came when it uh, when it comes to cozy, yeah. So when it comes to cozy, I would say that uh, everybody in there we have a, a strong relationship with each other. Now, um, we are a true hospitality group, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is we have everything that you need, like Facts. literally everything that you need. If you need a videographer, if you need a photographer, if you need a barber, if you need a party to go to. If you need shirts made, anything that you need, Thanks. we're a one-stop shop. And Thanks. so we uh, we kind of use that to our advantage because we don't have to outsource for anything. Mm-hmm. And so everything is everything is in-house. And we truly, truly help each other build each other's businesses. Like, like shout out, uh, shout out Dave Santana. Shout out uh, Flash by Ben. Um, he's really, like, grown a lot and, mm-hmm. you know, motivated me. Like, I've seen him out. And Turks and Caicos and right. shit, and his little baby and Jada, like he shit like that is that's bro. motivating. Like that's amazing. My boy Frank, he, you know, he got his, a clothing line, mm-hmm. Julian, and then uh, Pat, like the coolest flyers bro. in the world. Pat, man. Like the flyers so cool, niggas be asking me who made the flyer. I don't even want to tell them. Bro, that was me though, like because you know he made he made the stuff for rep yours. Exactly. So I be like, I don't want to share my shit. I don't want to share it because I'm you're too cold. Like I don't even want everybody <laughs> shit looking like this. And then like when we was doing Harris, Frank coming out 
and taking the uh the Polaroid type looking picture. Oh yeah, nobody was doing it. Nobody. Yeah. So that trend, bro. bro, it's like yep. everything. It, it just it all comes together and. I don't want to leave anybody out. And so anybody that's in Cozy, this is your shout out. I'm not going to name everybody's name because there's a lot of niggas. <laughs> y'all, y'all like Wu-Tang, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But like we really, like we really do, uh, we really do help each other out. And I was, I was able to see literally since, I won't say the start start, but when we started doing uh, like actual promotion. And so I was able to see when we got to the, to the, to the business side. And so I just seen the growth and how everybody's moving and like, yeah, we still young and stuff like that, and but we really got a, a true business mindset, mm-hmm. and we really want to see everybody win, like not just people that's in cozy. And I think that's what separates us because when you want to see everybody win, it's hard for people to hate on you. It's hard for people not to mm-hmm. support you. Like it's it's very very hard for people not to support you when when you helping them. Thanks. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so we don't mind, you know, reposting somebody's stuff or. Doing certain things for people because we know if somebody's, if it's already people looking at us, it don't take no money out of our pocket to help nobody else out. Mm-hmm. And so I like the fact that we literally all have that mindset and it's it's past it's past party promotion. Like it's not just I don't ever want nobody to think that it's just club shit because it's not. It's, it's literally yeah. it's everything. Like it's a, it's a true business and we trying to do bigger things than just the club. We want restaurants. We want hotels. We want other stuff like right now we just young so the we don't have the capital yet mm-hmm. but it's coming soon so yeah. we gonna we gonna get to where we got our own building or something so it's gonna it's gonna be live but yeah them, them my dogs but i care where you say yet like yeah you know, nah, it's, it's coming he it's know. coming yeah nah, so one thing i love about watching y'all bro is the fact that not only y'all about y'all business but y'all like i said y'all show so much love mm-hmm. and that you know you don't see that everywhere yeah mm-hmm. no nah, that's true that's true. Like I said, anybody got a clothing brand? Like, of course, we'll throw on some designer or something. But I have on. Um, I went to Atlanta. I got on my Southside the really shirt, yeah. my sweatshirt. That hoe was clean. People going bit. crazy in the comments. Where I get this one? Where I get this from? I'm <laughs> go ahead. I already got yep. you. Yep. Yep. Shit like hey, that. Y'all held it down, bro. Like the shirt sure. you gave me. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff like that. That's what we do because at the end of the day. When when we trying to get people to come support us and come to our club and put money in our pockets, it, it goes both ways. We can't yep. expect not to help nobody and then they wanna come party with us. It don't work like that. Yeah. It's a it's a two way street. Facts. if I didn't support somebody clothing brand or some or anything, they already know when their birthday come around, what yeah. club they going to where, where to come get a session at. Yep. When when anything going they know when we had Harris we had the line Man. wrapped around the building, and this Ooh. is a little bar. You that remember them days? Bar, yeah. But it's because hey. we show so much love that it, you can't help but show love back. Because now, if you don't, you're going to look like a hater. Yep. Facts. Yep. Yeah, no, you're going to look like a hater. You're going to look like a hater, and people going to call you that. <laughs> it is. Because look. Um, One second. We taking yeah. a break, bro? No, we had 54, but you know it's on 30 over here. Oh, okay. It's like six minute difference. I was, I was gonna go pee real quick. Go pee. Perfect time. Okay. Hey. All right, man. So, what do you got planned for the summer? Summertime. I'm yeah, taking man, trips, man. Up. I'm taking trips. Me and my girl, we going out. We uh, I gotta get my passport first, but she been on my oh, ass about that. Yeah. Photo, man. Then we we going we uh. 
I don't know where we're going. We're going some places. I, I got to get out the country. I got to yeah, I got to experience the world. Yeah, I've been working a lot, so that's definitely the plan. It's uh, just a whole bunch of traveling. I'm gonna still be cutting and stuff, but definitely on the weekends, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got to go, bro. That's yeah, that's one of the beautiful things about you, know, you work for yourself. Yeah, so I can make like, my schedule know, exactly. You mm-hmm. work so you work so much. You know, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Exactly, exactly. I, I be wanting to see new things. Like there's another thing. Solomon really be motivating me. Oh, like, Solomon be nigga be out, out there like, like burping tigers and leopards. <laughs> <Bro, laughs> what some tigers? I said, yeah, this nigga lives a life. <laughs> Bro, the cats are fierce. I'm thinking, how you even get in the cage with the leopard, bro? bro like, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> I don't know, but that that motivate. Like, I'm like, hey. bro, I have to experience because I, I feel like a lot of times, uh, especially like doing promotion, mm-hmm. I get so caught up in the club and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're spending money at the club and you might have spent $1,000 on bottles and stuff. Yeah. It's same thousand. That was a whole trip. Facts. That was a three day trip I could have spent that thousand on Facts. and I went and bought three bottles. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think about stuff like that now. Yeah, I feel like it's just getting a little older too, and then you know, I want to be able to, you know, not just talk about stuff that's going on in Dallas and stuff. Like, if yeah. I want to be able to actually have real conversations with certain people, those conversations are based off experiences. Yeah, and so culture. like exactly, you want to be coached, you want to be able to talk about a little bit of everything, and so I can't do that if I'm just stuck in one area. But if I'm able to travel the world and hear different things, see different things, and it just broadens my mindset on what life is so that's definitely my plan like i didn't i didn't atlanta and miami myself today hey. so to. i'm trying to get out got to got to yeah um so as far as like anyone that's looking at becoming a barber or any tips like as far as like marketing wise what tips do you have for those for those individuals um my main tip would just be finding your target clientele um and what I mean by that is who you are as a person is most likely going to decide who you're going to be cutting. And a dude named Brandon Buffard, who is like one of the most famous barbers coming out of Dallas, straight out of Oak Cliff, and owns multiple salons, multiple salon suites. And uh, I went to one of his barber classes one time, and he was basically saying, like, if you come in the shop and you sagging your pants, and you got a grill in, and you coming in with a white beater on. Why do you think that you're about to be cutting doctors? Mm. So, who you are as a person, how you operate as a person, how you act, work on your character as a person, and that in return is going to bring the clientele that you want to come in. And so, it ties into, I was an athlete. I'm able to cut athletes. Mm-hmm. I promote. I'm able to cut those people that's out. If I'm doing certain things, those are the type of people that are going to be attracted to come get a haircut by me, right? The type of things that I post on social media outside of haircuts, those are things that are either going to make somebody say, no, I'm not coming to him, or yes, I'm coming to him. And so a lot of barbers don't think about stuff like that, and that is a huge, huge way to excel your barber journey is just becoming a better you for one. Once you become a better you, people are attracted to that. And you also want to better your image, mm-hmm. right? So when people look at you a certain way, they want to come to you. Like, I, I, I know me personally, I'm not listening to somebody tell me about money if I don't even think you have money. Facts. If I can't Facts. look at you. And I'm not saying you wearing chains and all of this and everything. I'm talking about the way somebody carries themselves. You can tell mm-hmm. how they yeah. are as a person. And so stuff like that 
is what attracts certain clientele. Mm-hmm. And whether we like it or not, you cannot be out here thugged out, hooded out, and think you finna cut certain people. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm not finna. Me personally, like if I if I know it's an older barber and he listening to nothing but old jazz instrumentals in the barbershop, and you know we don't really have that much to talk about. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go to somebody who I feel more comfortable with. And so yeah. people are going to, that, that's just how life is. Mm-hmm. You're not going to just be around a lot of people that you're not comfortable with. And it's the same thing in the shop. People are going to come to you based off of literally who you are, your image. You know, you you might want to, you know, if, you, if your fingernails dirty, go start getting manicures. Yeah. Hey, you know, if, know. If, you, if your hair all crazy and well, that might be cool, though. I, I still, I don't be getting haircuts sometimes, but some people might look at that. Mm-hmm. If, if your teeth jacked up. People going to look at that. Yep. You know, it's stuff like that. I, I just remember, like, after I got my teeth done, and I got my teeth done before Early. niggas was getting their teeth done. Yeah. I got my shit way before that, yeah, before yeah. the scams and everything. So <laughs> I seen how people would react. Like, people just want to talk to you yeah. so they can see your smile. Yeah. So hey. it's certain stuff like that that it helps your image. Mm-hmm. The people you are around helps your image. If, mm-hmm. if I'm coming into the shop, and it's smelling like weed all the time. Well, you're not going to have a lot of mothers want to bring their kids in there. Hey. If you come into the shop and it's a lot of cuss words and the music and stuff, mothers will not feel comfortable bringing their kids in there. Mm-hmm. A lot of older men are not going to feel comfortable coming in and getting a haircut by you. They don't want to be around all of that. So all of that stuff ties into you building your clientele. It's not just about your haircuts. It's about everything that's around you. Like It's times where... I might be listening to some Big 30 or some Pooh I see in the shop. Mm-hmm. An old dude come in, I go turn on some old Biggie. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I do. That's what I listen to. I like yep. R&B. Yep. Yeah. I go turn on some R&B, but that's just something that I've learned over time that helps maintain and build clientele. You just, people want to be around certain people. People want to be comfortable. So yeah. when people want to be comfortable, you, you have to make them comfortable, and that, that starts with yourself. So how was that doing that sort of work? You say, you know... Changing old habits. You say you used to be on SMU 10-piece top and bottom. Yeah. Now, you know, I got the pearly whites and you're not sagging your pants. You're not walking around thug. You're carrying yourself a different way. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, knowing each other and seeing the progression through, like, how you handle yourself. How was doing that self-work and, you know, looking at old habits that needed to be changed to get to where you needed to be at? Well, I, I think main thing for me was you have to find somebody you look up to or you have to find in yourself who you want to be. And you have to find a way to get there. And so, like, I distinctly remember, like, I used to go into Neiman's. And this before I, like, had any type of money. Like, no type of money. And I would just be in there looking around. Mm-hmm. And it's certain dudes in there, like, they coming in well-dressed, well-mannered. Well-mannered is a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you can tell that this is a, this is a, he, he might not be a good dude, but the way he carries himself, you would think this is a good dude. Right. And I would look at myself, that's that's how I want to be when I get older. And it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do now in order to build to that? What am I going to start investing in? Am I going to start reading? Am I going to start listening to podcasts? Am I going to start doing this and that? It's certain things that you just have to change in, in order to, you know, get to that level in you can't discourage yourself because it don't happen overnight. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it takes, it's going to take time. And a lot of times, like depending on who you are as a person, that mentality might take a little bit longer to change, especially based off how you was raised. And now luckily for me, I was raised right. Mm-hmm. I, I had great parents and a great uh, family structure. And so 
I was able to see what that stuff looked like early on. And even though I might have uh, deviated from that as I got older and in college, and you know, you just party, yeah, you, grow yeah, you learn it, yeah. yeah. But I always had in the back of my head those principles that I learned when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I saw the reaction I would get when I'm doing this stuff versus when I'm doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now I'm like, okay, well, I want to do this stuff because people would rather be around me doing this stuff. Now, people might want to be around me doing this stuff, but it's not the crowd that I need to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you got to start noticing different things. And you really, at the end of the day, you're the only person that can create change in you. Yep. Right. And so right. if you don't like something about yourself, it's really simple. You change it. Yeah. Like, if you say, hey, I think I want to get better teeth. You go make enough money to where you can afford some veneers. Or if you say, hey, I don't think I can have intellectual conversations with people. You go buy some books to where you know some better words. You start listening to some more higher learning type of podcasts and actually being able to learn more stuff because now you just open up your mind to a lot more stuff. You naturally are going to become a better person. Right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, It's bound to happen. You cannot... Do the right things and still end up in bad positions. Often, like is, you're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna lead to good things when you're doing stuff like that. So I took that and I just I ran with it. And I'm like, shit, hey, if I if I want to do this, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna go like just all the way with it. Hey, you can't mm-hmm. go can't go wrong with that, man. Oh mm-hmm. man, shameless plug, man. It, it, when you were speaking, it reminded me of daily dose of ams, man, because just promoting that journey, mm-hmm. promoting yeah. that, fixing old habits and. Just that growth. That, that I, a lot of people, bro, that. be getting, um, you know, just get discouraged when shit don't change overnight and stuff like that. And I be, I mean, I think what it is, too, though, like, with Instagram and stuff, people be wanting, like, instant gratification. No. And people Ooh. be thinking that stuff is supposed to happen overnight mm-hmm. when in actuality it don't work like that. Like, if you want to change something about yourself, it might take a minute. Yeah. It's just like working out. You're not finna go to the gym for a week and think you're finna be swole. Fact. You not think you're finna lose 10 pounds in a couple of days. It's not finna happen. Yep. It's gonna take time and it's gonna take discipline and it's gonna take doing things that you don't wanna do. Mm-hmm. Like, I know me personally, like, I, I love weed. I, mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> it's just me. Yeah. Hey. But I know I can't sit and smoke all day Yeah. because I'm gonna become lazy. Yeah. I'm not gonna wanna get up and go to work. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so, when I was cutting out of my house, mm-hmm. I was able to smoke all day long because people was just bringing in weed. Yeah. But I noticed like that's not working for me. Yeah. And so even though I could have kept doing it, it don't work for me. It might work for somebody else. I can't do that. And so right. that's one of the things I'm like, I have to, if I want to better myself, I have to change this. Mm-hmm. If I want to, you know, get bigger, I have to go to the gym. Right. It's, it's the same exact thing. Yeah. Hey man, I'm an advocate for that man. Uh, Cause you know, you know what I mean, bro. I get to working out, and folks be coming to me all the time. Hey, look, I'm trying to get like this. How can I do? And people don't realize for me, like it took me almost like four and a half, five years, bro. Like mm-hmm. I, this shit ain't just happen overnight. See, they see you now, yeah, and they think, oh, I want to be like that now, bro. That don't work. It don't it's work not. Like it's that. never gonna work like that. You go get surgery, but it ain't gonna look like it, this. It, it, it ain't gonna look like <laughs> this. Look, look, this is hard work and dedication. Exactly. It's it's all about that too, and just consistency. Like I'm huge on consistency, and people fail to realize, like. They want the quick and the fast, and it's just like, you know, you just have to believe in yourself, and you're, you have to be willing to be accustomed to different changes and being uncomfortable, mm. because if you aren't uncomfortable, it's almost like you, you're not really making no progress. Yeah, you, so can't, you can't grow at a comfortability. 
yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of people are thinking they can just be comfortable and, you know, just become this better person or, you know, or if you're in a barber game or something, just become this better barber or anything. And it won't, it won't ever work like that. Like you got to put yourself in positions to where you're uncomfortable because that's the only way you're going to see what you're really made of. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to the gym every day and you lifting the same weight, Ain't no you're not, you're not going to grow. Ain't gonna yeah. happen. It's the same thing with life. Yeah. If, if you're not in uncomfortable positions, like I, I purposely will put myself in uncomfortable positions sometimes just to see what I'm made out of. Mm-hmm. Or it might be something I'm reading or some shit, and I might not know that word. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find out what that word means. Yes. Or if I'm hearing something, is somebody talking about something that I don't know about? Like, bro, my, my girl will tell you, we'll be at the house, and I would just watch anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched some shit last night over why crocodiles were, uh, why crocodiles end up Stand on Earth and uh, and dinosaurs didn't mm-hmm. like this is some shit that I just I just want to hey, see. But you never, but know. you never know. Like mm-hmm. I, I might not ever need that info. But if I'm having a conversation with somebody and that oh, might that spark moves. something, mm-hmm. you never know. So I'm I'm putting myself in positions to where I know just a little bit about everything, and that Thanks. might be uncomfortable because. Of course, I just want to watch music videos all day too. Mm-hmm. I just want to, you know, watch stuff that's entertaining. But sometimes yeah. you gotta sit there and actually learn some shit and, yeah. and see see what, what what might help you. Mm-hmm. Gotta be willing to take them risks, mm-hmm. man, my boy. But um, nah, we definitely we definitely appreciate you for for providing us with the free game and the tips and all that. Um, so as far as where people can find you, uh, your social media handles, shout them out for us. Oh yeah. Uh, I only got Instagram, so my Instagram is MJCLVRK. And oh no, 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 I got TikTok too. Yeah. Yes, sir. You be on TikTok, bro. You be on TikTok, bro. In your bag. In your bag. Yeah, my TikTok is like uh MJ Clark 4. So yeah, follow me on TikTok too. I got about a hundred followers right now. I need to hey. get that up. <laughs> For sure. You on the you on the way up there, yeah, man. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> But, man, we appreciate you, bro. Anytime, we appreciate you. anytime. I thank y'all for having me. All right, man. No problem, man. So, that's another episode of the Everyday Hustle Podcast. We're joined by, like I said, your, your favorite barber is your favorite barber. Thanks. The reason why she follows you because he tagged you on the page. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming. Anytime, hey, brother. Closing it out with Amber. Yeah, she crawled down. And D, we out.